Welcome back to Sports Minds, y'all. We talk ball every season, NFL season, heating up. We're getting down to the elite foe. And then here's your host, Taskmaster Z, legendarious. Woo! Divisional weekend playoffs in the NFL just wrapped up. Shit was amazing. Legendary Z, I have a lot to be proud about. So, and that's not a backhanded compliment, you know, just because I'm a Cowboys fan or was a Cowboy fan. It's just more of like, hey, Lamar Jackson silenced some haters for the time being. Legendaries, well, you know, take it away. Take us away, man. What you mean? You remember when we were here, right? Or you, you, you told me. It was like, oh, you don't want to jinx your team. And I said, we ain't the Cowboys, bro. We're winning this game. <laughs> I didn't say jinx. I didn't say jinx. I said, ain't no way we losing. Right, and I just said, hey, you know what? You still got to play the game. You know, and that's, that's a healthy approach. Yeah, yeah, and we did play the game. We won the game comfortably. You know, first half, first half, really what the first half was to me is just like, oh, we haven't, like, played in, uh, like, our last two games, really. Right. Because, you know, they played the B team against the Steelers, and then they had a bye week. So, you know, a little rusty, especially with a team that has been playing basically win or go home for the last two games um, going into the playoffs. So even with the Texans being sharp and being in, you know, that that mode, we go into halftime, it's tied 10-10. to Reports come out after Lamar lit into his team at halftime, you know, basically like yo what the f are we doing let's get it together and they did they came out second half come on bro 24 to 10 or my bad 24 to 0 24 to 0 in the second half and um you know the the texans didn't even score offensive touchdown they got the little lucky punt return i don't know what we're doing in that punt return coverage but um you know they got their little punt return touchdown in the first half second half did absolutely nothing for 30 minutes while uh, the Ravens just poured on touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. touchdown. Say, you know what, Justin Tucker, we got to show you a little love too. Go ahead, get you a field goal as well, my guy. Oh, and by the (laughs) way, that was without Marlon Humphrey and without Mark Andrews. I bet you they'll be back this week though. Yep. We'll talk about that a little later. But let me tell you, like, everyone's like, oh, you, you you hyped? You got a lot to be excited about? Man, let me tell you one thing. As the late, Your great. Your game face has been on the entire series. Still waiting for a big smile out of you. You're up 2-0. What's the story? Are you not happy or you're only half happy? or Still to be happy about. You're up 2-0. Job's not finished. Job finished? No, I don't think so. Job not finished, baby. We up 2-0. We got two games to go. Talk about a layup. And that was a pun that I wanted to use. But yeah, I was saying, yeah, I did. Oh, my, I walked into that one. 
Thank you. <laughs> it's like, you got a lot to be happy about today. You're like, yeah, nah, I love it. Uh, whoo, wow. Um, but real shit. You know, I, I think I think it just goes to show the you know the power of the Baltimore Ravens as a team. Um, you know, the fact that the first half of the game, yeah, I wouldn't even really call it shaky, but it was all right, I'm not gonna lie. I sweated a little bit because I'm like, please don't do this again. Um and then second half started 17-10, and then I was like, Okay, never mind, this team is ready. Um and it was just like, okay, we're resting the first half. Second half was like, all right, let's put our foot on the gas and make sure that we snuff the life out of this team. Uh, and the funny stuff throughout the whole week, you know, even after our pod, you know, a lot of Houston fans came out the woodwork. I mean, literally, I, you know, don't meet too many of them, but there was a lot of them, you know, or people just be like CJ Stroud over Lamar, you know, let's get this. Yeah, let's go. Or I see Houston's upsetting, you know, Baltimore. And I'm like, okay, so you guys just don't watch football. Um, there's yeah. a difference between good stories and good teams. Texans, great story. Not a team to uh not a team to match up with Baltimore, you know, player for player, scheme for team, scheme for scheme. So you're a fucking team. I mean, at this, that's what's annoying me. Uh, no, I, I, let me save it. Let me save it. All right, all right. I'll let you say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, and and, it, and then it's like when you just watch the team. You know, this honestly, <laughs> I you know I I used to think early in the season that this reminded me of Philly from last year. You know, where you have you know a quarterback, uh, you know, a running quarterback with unique skills. Um, you know, star-studded weapons, but it's like, no, you really don't. It's you have Lamar Jackson, who's one of one. You have a great ensemble cast, not a star-studded cast, an ensemble cast. Mark Andrews is the star. OBJ, star by name, Zay Flowers, dynamic rookie. Um, you know, and then you have like veteran pieces like Nelson and you know, well, Rashad Bateman is still young, so He's probably going to get a larger role next year. That's, well, that's something we, you know, that's something to think about. And then on defense, you know, when they signed Roquan Smith, that has been the ultimate, not wild card, but like the linchpin to what we're seeing here on the defensive side. Because even, you know, even during Lamar Jackson's MVP season, I mean, we all football folks knew where it's like, no, they're dominant on offense. You know, they're they're cool in the past game, dynamic quarterback. Their defense is good because they have like defenders by committee, but you didn't have like that Ray Lewis type person, you know. Yeah, and that's what that I think that's always been a legacy. It always will be a legacy of Baltimore of having that middle linebacker who knows, like who knows how to put the fear knows how to put their players into uh, positions to succeed. And then you need a playmaking safety a la Kyle Hamilton. Um, you know, not necessarily Ed Reed, to, you know, toe for toe, but. We got you know, two of them though. Like Marcus Williams gets forgotten about, but Marcus Williams is nice. Like, and that's, I, I was going to get to that. Okay. Y'all have three of them. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Dino Stone, Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton. But Kyle Hamilton is that chess piece. That's what yeah. that's what role he fills. 
Um, and that's what makes the you know this defense ultimately scary and almost yeah, actually shit, you could say all time. They may not be legend of boom as in secondary wise, but that this is close to an all time defense. It really is. And that's what is is been slept on by most, not by me. And that's what no, I'm not going there yet. Anyways, um should we go next game? Ravens took care of business. CJ, your time will come. I feel like CJ needs to get some pieces. Yeah, we'll go next game. Let's stay. Uh, we'll go, you know, conference by conference. So, All right. Sunday night, the game that everyone was tuned into. We had the Bills at home against the Chiefs. Things were going to be different this time because they had the number one seed, except that they weren't. It was the same old Bills. <laughs> And for me, and, you know, Hashmaster Z can uh, obviously confirm what I'm about to say. I knew the game was before halftime. I called the game at halftime. Hashmaster Z's like, oh, there's a lot of game left. I was like, nah, bro, it's a wrap. I said, Lamar versus Mahomes next week. Like, it was over. Yeah, you could just see it. And mm-hmm. it's one of the, it looked like one of those, like, psychological things where it's just like, yo, like, no yeah. matter what. No matter what we do, like these guys can just, they just got us. But I had already said going into the game, the Bills are too hurt on defense. And it's just like, bro, you got a third string middle <laughs> linebacker trying to guard Kelsey. Like, Kelsey's touchdowns were wide open. Like, and that's the thing. It was like, come on, mom. Come on, Bills defense. Sean McDermott, you're supposed to be a defensive guy, right? Put Poyer on Kelsey the whole game like they didn't have any real receiver like go crazy Rasheed Rice four for 47 MVS had two catches for 62 yards and they're acting like MVS like went crazy this game this post game <laughs> the media, did you see Marquez like bro had two for 62 like nah there was, he was not that great he had two catches 62 yards uh <laughs> Like, that's my whole thing, like, and it's like, oh, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes, he just finds a way to win. And I'm just like, you know, you want to talk stats. He didn't do anything crazy. 17 to 23, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Like, cool, man. Like, for me, I would say the MVP of the game was Pacheco. Well, you could kind of, like, argue Kelsey, but for my money, I'm going to say Pacheco because Pacheco was just physical, punking, the Bills defense into submission. Yeah. We're like, it's cold and we don't really want to tackle this dude because he doesn't go down easily. Oh, and by the way, all we have are backups in, soft to begin with. <laughs> like, what do you think? Like, what did you think was going to happen? That's what was crazy to me. I love this. Um, and I I second that. Where, you know, Isaiah, you know, Isaiah Pacheco is one of the hardest runners in the league. You know, and I, I mean that literally. You know, knees flying, elbows. He's playing. You know, he's he's doing Muay Thai while he runs, like every limb. <laughs> but it, yeah, like you said, Bills weren't at full power. You know, they've been dealing Who with. Who are you injuries. running against? I want to see you look strong, trying to run through Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. I guarantee you, it's not happening. And Andy Reid would probably be like, like, "Yeah, we're not running the ball." Anymore. And it's in Baltimore. Like, Do you know Ray Lewis is about to give the pre-game speech of a lifetime like come on bro <laughs> but i yeah no it's oh yeah i 
it's just one of those things where, you know, I think we got so wrapped up into the, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen thing where we just disregard Lamar into the, you know what? We'll save this for later. Yeah. How about that? I'll, I'm going to save that one for later. Uh, but at the end of the day, for all everyone saying it's the kicker's fault, uh, yada, 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 y'all actually had three opportunities to win that game. First, Josh Allen being greedy, throwing the deep, you know, over to, uh, you know, secure. He could have thrown the underneath to Diggs. And yes, albeit Diggs did drop the 65-yard bomb. I probably wouldn't go back to him either, but if you're trying to, if you're trying to win against Patrick Mahomes, you know, that's where they go. That's when you have to be patient. Josh Allen is not a patient quarterback at all. And that's the difference. Uh, Steve Bagnolo put out defensive fronts and dared Josh Allen. I dare you to keep being patient in this game. Cause if you do, Hey, you might win. If you don't, you're going to play right into our hands. And what did he do? After after he started getting frustrated, throwing those deep balls, he got greedy. He said, fuck it. They lose. Um, and I think, you know, when going into this upcoming, you know, upcoming matchup against Baltimore, the thing that, you know, part of Lamar Jackson's maturation is taking what the defense gives you. The, you know, the fact that he hangs into the pocket to the very last second, you know, to make that last throw, being patient, that's gonna be that's gonna be something to watch, in my opinion. Um, we'll, we'll break that down. We'll break that down a little later. But let's okay. stick, let's stick right. on the bills. Let's stick on the bills. Just so like it's so clear because like people don't understand. It's like yo, like Josh Allen didn't have like Gabe Davis, his number two receiver. So okay, let's let's look at what well. Josh Allen did. First of all, Diggs is out of there. Yeah, he's now, Diggs had three catches for 21 yards on eight targets. On eight, yes. And he had a long of 15. So his other two catches were a combined six yards. So they must have both yep. like screen passes. They now, were. You got, you got Dalton Kincaid, five catches for 45 yards on five targets. Why didn't Josh Allen keep throwing to Kincaid? That's, a, that's just a question. It's not being brought up like anywhere. Why didn't you throw to Kincaid more? They couldn't guard him. He was five for five. Now, Khalil Shakur, seven catches, 44 yards. He had nine targets. So you're throwing to Shakir, a dude that is Gabe Davis's backup, like really like a small slot guy. He gets more targets than Diggs. Why? Because <laughs> Diggs is getting, well, he got his ass jammed up into Kank. <laughs> Legarius Need was well, on that again, man like white on rice. Again, that is is that not coaching? Was Legarius uh, shadowing Diggs? I don't that is coaching. So. I don't think that he was shadowing. Coaching. You could scheme Diggs open. Put Diggs in the slot. You don't think Diggs knows how to work out of the slot? Move him. Right. Like, how many times have the Bills played the Chiefs? Why is their coaching so bad? Why do you get outcoached every game you play these guys? And the other thing I wanted to bring up for listeners and whatnot is the bill, like you said, a mental hold, that mystique of the Chiefs. You know, they <laughs> they're the fighter who, you know, they're throwing these punches. They connect a little bit until their rival punches them dead in the nose and keeps staring at them. And then they're like, "Hey, I don't, I don't think I want to fight anymore." That I think 
personally, me watching, I'm like, okay, I think that's what happened. Because there was times where, well, you know, like you said, there was like, okay, let's just talk about the fake punt in their own 30. That was a desperate move. What's like, No, I, what's crazy about that is the coach didn't even call that. That was a check. Real, oh yeah, because they only had ten players had on the 10. field. It's like they only had ten players on the field, but that's also still coaching. Like yeah. you're really gonna be like, yo, in this game, where's winner go home? If they got ten on the field, you check to that fake punt no matter what. Like that's insane. Yeah, that's, that's terrible crazy. coaching. Terrible, terrible. Uh, yeah. So I'm. There's so many reasons why I could just point to why they actually lost this game because it's like, like I, that decision. Honestly, I was I was so shocked. I was like, "There's no way that coach like okayed this. There's no way McDermott okayed this." Um, but in a way, he did because clearly they have they had autonomy to do that. Yeah. It ain't like Jameis Winston's like he they they go out there the punter's like, "What do y'all want to do?" <laughs> you feel me? It wasn't that. Oh my god! But, no, this is one thing that's crazy though. So I was I was going through this. You look at the Bills receiving. Kincaid was their leading receiver with forty five yards. And honestly, in the first half, I he was he was getting pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. I would have kept going to him until they did something. Yeah, but this is the problem, and this is why I'm just like, bro, like, why are we like big upping the bill or the Chiefs and the Bills like this whole matchup like it was something spectacular? It wasn't. I'm like, bro, Shakir seven for forty four. You want to know the next leading receiver? Latavius Murray, who is a running back who doesn't even start. <laughs> Latavius Murray was leading receiver number three, and then it was Diggs, and Diggs was tied with James Cook, another running back. And then you want to know who was right after that? Ty Johnson, another running back. Like, (laughs) come on, what's the game plan? Hey, we're just going to throw screens all game. Right. Oh, we don't want to. If something is working, we're going to stop doing it also. Like, we don't want to throw any interceptions, so you know, yeah. give the Chiefs a chance. It's like you got no, stop yeah. it. And that's the thing that's crazy is like, obviously the Chiefs' defense is good. My takeaway, yeah. it, this is like when I, when I talk about, you know, people being intellectual, intellectually dishonest. Like we all watched the game. The takeaway was not the Chiefs' defense is just fucking amazing. It's just like, yo, I don't know what the Bills are doing. Like the Bills, like, hey, this, like in the first half, they're like, hey, this is working. And then they're like, we're not going to do it anymore. Josh (laughs) Allen, Josh Allen running is working, but like, we're just not going to do it anymore. Oh, and also the guy that's spying Josh Allen is hurt. But, you know, Josh Allen, we we need him to drop back and pass. Like, no, if your spy is hurt, let's see, like, what's your, what's your counter? Like your chess piece is now gone. So. Can your backup spy me? Because if he can't, I'm going to kill you. Right. And I'm going to keep running with Josh Allen, just like Baltimore doing with, you know, with Lamar, where it's like, you know, this is like, you, hey, you playoffs, NFL playoffs, it's win or go home every week. So you got to, you know, throw the kitchen sink sometimes and be like, hey, fuck it. 
Yo, shout out to Lamar, bro. He wasn't even running like that in the first half. Second half's like, oh, y'all gonna keep blitzing me and running man? Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Y'all wanna keep blitzing? Right. Cause I'm gonna cook you. Cause I know what you're doing. And it gets to a point where it's like, I don't need to prove that I'm quarterbacky. I'm gonna win this fucking game. So blitz right. me and play man. This is what happens when you blitz me and play man. Right. And it's like, what do you think was gonna happen? And honestly, it was looking like that early. For the Bills, where I'm like, like you said, first half, I'm like, oh, shit. Bills look like they got it. And then second half, it's like, hey, you know what? Let's try to throw screens and catch up with Mahomes or just, I don't know. Let's let's showcase Josh. Well, actually, they didn't showcase his arm because they just threw screens. Literally, no pass went over 10 yards. No pass. Yeah. <laughs> Except those two deep shots. And then you're like, nah. And that, that's the coordinator, too, is like, this is what you guys practice. This is what you scheme up. You can't scheme up, like, any, like, intermediate throws. Like, nothing. Right. Nothing. Like, nothing. Yeah, nobody across, like, cross. But then the again, field. like, their, their, their talent isn't that good at receiver. If you're not going to force feed digs, then they don't have anybody. Well, Kincaid's nice. I don't understand that one. Yeah, but there's no way there's no way they took both Diggs and Kincaid out of the game. It's like one of those two are open. You can't double both of them. Well, technically you can, but yeah, that I I just think you get my I point. think right. I get your point. I just think the mystique of the Chiefs froze the Bills, especially in crunch time. And what people don't understand about the Bills and Josh Allen in crunch time. He has an overwhelmingly lose like losing record when it comes to that. Um, I think he's like zero and six or one and five when it comes to uh, games in the fourth quarter. If he's down by three or you know three points or more, where it's like you know score to win it, and then somehow something always fucked up happens to the Bills or to Josh Allen to where you're like, yeah, no, they didn't win. So look it up, y'all. It's a real thing. Well, speaking of, you know, people that uh, have terrible records when they're down in the fourth quarter, Kyle Shanahan, 0-30 if his team is down by seven points in the fourth quarter. That's, you know, honestly, that's like one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and then when I think about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's when – that was like – it just reminded me of one year when I'm like, are we sure he's really a genius? So – but he that, really after they were up 28 to zero in the Super Bowl and lost because they're like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I keep doing what we did. <laughs> Don't change anything. Let's go three and out, but at least we're running our offense. Anyways, the Niners sneak away with the win against the Packers 24 to 21. Hashmaster Z, I want your analysis on this game because I was sick to my stomach watching the Packers <laughs> give it up. All right. So actually, no, before game. before you give me your analysis, this is what I can't stand about certain teams. Yeah. And I'll put the Packers in this category now, but we've seen this in the past with like other kickers. If your kicker is consistently missing kicks, what makes you think when you get to the playoffs that is not going to happen? Nah. Consistently yeah. missing kicks. 
consistently missing extra points. Anders, uh, if anybody watches Workaholics, Durs out here. Really pulling a Durs in that game and on the season. Like, come on, my dude. It was so clear, like all season, Durs over here throughout the season was not that dude. Missed a bunch of extra points, missed field goals, and then you get to the playoffs. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, you get them in position to make a field goal, an easy field goal, 41-yard field goal, doink off the upright. But anyways... That's just my my personal rant about like yo. I know this guy's been missing kicks, but we 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 like what you can't afford to get another kicker in. They don't make shit. <laughs> Look at right. that Randy off the street. Randy Bullock. He's always ready. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, go I, get Mason Crosby. I'm sure he was ready. He's like, hey man, Mason Crossbar. I forties. I'll do this for the pack. Anyways, all right, go go into the game. Ma'am, all right. So, 49ers versus the Packers. This game is the ultimate rust versus rest. Because <laughs> what do you, what you like? I, it, you know, honestly, you know, the Packers, they had it. I, you know, they, like, to be honest with everyone, I had, I was thinking, like, oh, you know, Packers. Probably gonna be, you know, probably gonna lose by ten points, fourteen points, because I just don't see them in the roster matching up with the, you know, the mystique or the power that is the 49ers front seven or ten, if you want to count all the rotationals. Um, and no, they ran the ball down their throat <laughs> consistently and often. Jordan Love, you know, he played well um, until, you know. Two picks, but you know, without without that point, call it one pick. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was trying to make a play, so I'm not really gonna give him that. Um, But I mean, honestly, yo, shit. I'm gonna ask you a question after this. But with the 49ers side, if I'm a Niner fan, I'm kind of sweating right now because you know my quarterback shouldn't be instant shit when it starts raining in the Bay Area weather, when we have other quarterbacks in the AFC, Detroit, other stuff like that, who brave the elements with small hands or, you know, medium-sized hands, you know, playing at, you know, minus zero and negative 30 chill wins, but then, our, you know, the, the uh, but Brock Purdy can't grip a ball when it's light raining. So, that's a concern. <laughs> and we saw we saw him play without Debo. You know, we saw some ducks being thrown, some um, you know, inconsistent passes. I mean, he got the job done when they needed him most. So I'll, I will give him that. Um, and that's all that matters usually. But it's just, you know, just something that seeps in your mind where you're like, are the Niners as good as we thought they were? And I honestly I'm just gonna say no. I don't think so. I do think they'll handle business against Detroit, but it's Whomever they play against in the AFC, um, we'll get into that later on who we could think that is, who most likely will be that is. Will they be able to match that actual physicality? Because giving up the runs that they did in uh, – oh, shit, I was going to say candlestick. Um, in Santa Clara, 
Uh, that's a, that's that's not really a good sign. Um, but the game was sloppy overall. Um, and what do you mean as good as we thought they were? Like, how good did we think the Niners were? I thought they were well, good no, enough to beat the seven seed. They are, and I think they're good enough yeah. to beat the Detroit Lions. Like the NFC was a that, yeah. this year. They were good enough to beat the Cowboys. Right. They were be- good enough to beat the Eagles. Like, right? No, I'm just saying. Lot. Yeah, but then when you think about it in hindsight, those teams were okay. They were good, but when you when they played up against Baltimore, like you know teams like Baltimore, they looked not that good at all. That's what I'm saying. And then would they look that good against the Chiefs? I don't know. I don't think so. No, they won't. So well, that's I know, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like that that's all I'm saying. They like, didn't even have... look that they didn't look good against the Packers. I'm sorry. The Packers no, they did. the Packers they should have won good. this game. Right. And that's what I'm I saying. I will I, I have to give Mike not Mike. Matt LaFleur an apology. I'm sorry, sir. I was not I was not familiar with your game because I, apparently we've never seen it because Aaron Rodgers just checks out of it and does what he wants. But Matt Lafleur, this entire postseason has called great games. Right. This game included Matt Lafleur yeah. called a gay, great game. He wasn't scared. Yeah. And he's like, "Nah." We got in this we got Aaron Jones, we got Jordan Love. We're gonna run the ball down their throat, and I'm gonna scheme it up. We're gonna use our guys, and you know we're gonna get busy. Now I will, yep. like I said, I'll give uh, one interception to Jordan Love, but come on, man, end of the game, yeah. like you got to play. That, 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 those are always like those little garbage stats. It's like, well, what if he had? If he had another 10 minutes, he probably wouldn't have thrown that ball, but he had one minute, so you're going to be reckless. Right. But I will say, and this is the thing, the elements don't matter for the Niners. It's not going to rain next week, so who cares? Like, And it's not going to rain at the Super Bowl <laughs> because it's in a dome in Las Vegas. So it doesn't really matter. It's not, it's not an issue. For me, yeah. what it really comes down to is Brock Purdy. Yeah, no. And everybody, all right. I don't want to take away. He had a game-winning drive. Yeah, I'll give you the game-winning drive. Good job, Brock Purdy, for a game-winning drive. But you are a ten-point favorite, just like the Ravens were a ten-point favorite. The only difference is the Ravens killed the opposition, and you needed a last-second touchdown to win. But we're not talking about it like yo, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens handled their business like they should have. And Brock Purdy like barely escaped. Let's flip that. If the Ravens beat the Texans by three, the narrative is, oh, Lamar in the playoffs, he still looks shaky, blah, 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 blah. But now we're like, Brock Purdy finally had his game winning drive. Like, get the fuck out of here. You were 10 point favorites. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Did Jair Alexander play the whole game? Well, he played long enough. Who cares? Yeah. You're still 10-point favorites. <laughs> 10. 10-point 10 favorites. And you needed a go-ahead touchdown. Meanwhile, the Ravens just absolutely killed their opposition. So I'm not impressed at all by the Niners. Brock Purdy didn't prove anything to me except what we already knew, which is he's a game manager. And without Debo, he's not that great. Because it's like, oh, I'm sorry. 
did Brandon Ayuk disappear? I mean, not really, but in the game he did. He only had three catches for 32 yards. How does Jawan Jennings, Debo's backup, get twice as many yards as Ayuk? Like right. a bona fide number one receiver, right? Is he not? Is Ayuk not a bona fide number one receiver? That's, that's what they say. Okay, that's interesting because Ayuk only had six targets, but (laughs) your running back, CMC, had 12 targets, bro. Check down. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not impressive. It's just like, oh, you know, what I typically do is I just pass it to these guys like really short and then they do the rest. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we've been saying. But now you couldn't do that. So cool, right. you, had your, you had your game-winning drive in which you didn't score the game-winning touchdown, but again, you got CMC. But overall, <laughs> not impressed by the Niners, in particular Brock Purdy. And I also got to say, this defense, like how do you have Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Eric Armstead, and Javon Hargraves? And Randy Gregory. There's somebody like yeah, you have. Yeah, true. You, you do have Randy have- Gregory. And you got Warner and Greenlaw. Like, you know they're coming in for blitzes and all that sort of stuff. But, bruh, you didn't get a sack the entire game? That's what I'm saying. That's concerning to me. And it's like, and that's that's why I brought up, like, when I say we, I'm talking about general public. So we already know the truth about the Niners. They were exposed against Baltimore. Um, And their reputation, especially in the NFC, is, it's either we're going to lose or we're going to blow you out. <laughs> and yeah. it looked like they were going to lose until they didn't. Um, but their de- but nothing was, like, impressive in that game for the Niners to have me say, like, yo, they're going to, you know, they're, they're, they're back. They're ready. It, they looked rusty. They looked sloppy. You know, we'll see what happens in the conference ch- title game, but – Ah, shit. I don't like what I saw. I don't like what I saw either, but luckily for them, they're going to be playing the Detroit Lions in the conference championship game. Who, who, you know, I'm not going to say they escaped against the Buccaneers, but, you know, they had a game that was way closer than it should have been against the Buccaneers. (laughs) I'm sorry. They could have lost so, that game, honestly, if Jared Goff threw that pick. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that shit was crazy. I was like, yo, we almost had a Baker Mayfield <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, so looking at this Detroit Lions game, you know, Jared Goff, he wasn't, he wasn't too goofy. You know, 30 for 43, 287 yards, two touchdowns. But to yeah. me... The star of the game was Jameer Gibbs. Power to the bats. Woo! He's a weapon. Nine catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. And then, or I didn't say, I said nine catches, nine carries. Um, And then, yeah, four catches for 40 yards on top of that. Okay. Uh, How's that right? (laughs) But then also, uh, Florida is nice. And he's hurt. But Laporta is nice. Nine catches. Laporta is nice. He moves the sticks. Right. And not in that, he's not like your typical, uh, well, I'll just say, you know, 
well, shit. Actually, all the Ohio, Ohio, no, not Ohio, Iowa State, you know, default white tight ends are the same. Or they, they're athletic, <laughs> they're, they're receiving fucking tight ends. Because that's where Laporta's from, right? Oh, yeah, Iowa right. State? I think yeah. Iowa, that's where the they got the tight end uh, stable out there. Yeah, this is George Kittle. You got TJ Hawkinson, Sam Laporta, and it like in the in the wild thing about you know when it comes to like you know tight ends like Laporta, you're thinking, oh no, there's no way you're gonna get behind me, but Laporta could run. So Eddie won me my fantasy championship in another league. So, uh, <laughs> but the fact is, uh, but the fact is, the Lions on offense talent rich talent rich um and that's that's gonna be their Uh, best thing 77 yards you know can't can't leave him out i do got got a little bit of a beef though like all season like we really thought like jamison williams well coming out of college jamison williams was him a burner a deep threat and they barely throw him the ball so if you're not going to use them trade them to the ravens next year yeah, they don't. They 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 really don't use. It. And he's still really young. He's twenty two. Yeah, this 22. is his year in the league, and he's technically a rookie because he got suspended six games, and last year he was hurt for like ten games. Yeah, he's still a rookie basically. And the fact, the crazy thing about Jameson Williams too, he's six four, runs as fast as Tyreek Hill, and then every other game they just throw a deep ball to him, and then it's like, oh, Jameson Williams, two hundred yards. Catches. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> you know what's concerning about this win? The Lions won 31 to 23. They won by a touchdown. What's conf- concerning is Baker Mayfield through two interceptions. You only win by a touchdown. But what's even more concerning than that is Baker Mil- Baker Mayfield threw for 349 yards and three touchdowns. Because he's, like, he's got that dog in him, Darius. No, he doesn't. He, no, he doesn't. He's got the dog in him. No, he doesn't. He he was on the Browns. He didn't have the dog in him. Then. He don't got the dog in him now. <laughs> Browns had the dog pound. He didn't have the dog in him. <laughs> he really doesn't. But, like, come on, bro. This is one of the ones, too, where I'm just like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mike Evans had eight catches for 147 yards. He only had 12 targets. He needed more targets, in my opinion. You can't guard him. If you can't guard this guy, keep throwing it to him until you guys prove that you're going to guard him. Because even when they're in the red zone, and this is like one of the ones I think they ended up having a turnover on downs, I'm just like, yo, they have Mike Evans one-on-one. Just throw it to him. And then the next play, they also had Mike Evans one-on-one. Throw it to him again. I bet you one out of those two times, if you just go one-on-one back-to-back to to Mike Evans, it's like, oh, that's what I did wrong. Let me correct that. (laughs) Like, bro, these corners of the Detroit Lions can't cover anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was about to say, I was like, you know, and honestly, let's just be real. You know, I'm happy for Aaron, uh, you know, Aaron Glenn getting interviews and shit, but I'm like, yo, these corners, 
these corners are backups in the league. (laughs) I don't want to go too far down the coaching carousel, but I'll say this about two coaches, Aaron Glenn and Raheem Morris. I'm like, I don't understand why either one of these guys are like, yo, they need, uh, they're getting some head coaching shots. Like, for what? For what? (laughs) The Lions allow, like, the most yards in the league per game. So, like, why do you want that guy to be your coach? And then Raheem Morris, I'm sorry. This is the same Raheem Morris that had Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, Bobby Wagner, and what did they go, 6-11 and last year? Yeah, 5-12. No, I'm sorry. Oh, five and twelve. My bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not impressed, bro. That you guys went ten and seven this year. Like, and it wasn't because of your defense either. It was because of the offense. It was because of Puka. It was not because Aaron Donald and this defense went crazy. So I'm just like, these are the things that don't make any sense. Like, why do we just like decide that like random people get head coaching opportunities because they're yeah. good, but it's not even like because they're good. It's not because like this guy is like really turned the defense around. It's like literally like, no, the Lions offense is great and their defense like barely does an okay job. Their defense gives up 349 yards to Baker Mayfield at home in a playoff game. Like, come on, bro. But they unlocked Hayden Hutchinson. He was already <laughs> unlocked. And he only had one right. sack. Was he that great? Come on. Actually he had two. No, he had one. Oh. One sack, one tackle for loss. You're right. I know I'm right, bro. I'm looking at the stats. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, way, yeah. Are we ready to talk about it? We're going to get into these conference championship predictions. Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. We gonna so, we gonna we gonna keep it in the NFC, and then right. we gonna save the best for last, obviously. Yeah. Um, First, I I gotta start off by saying this: NFL. There's only two games this weekend. You have full control to be like, all right, we gonna play this game and then this game. One game is like the beginning; the other one is the end. Why are you playing the Lions versus the Niners as the last game of the night? The only ah, way this ends well. Yeah. The only way this ends well is that the Lions win because it's just like for us, it's like yes, screw the Niners, don't like them. So I would love to end the night in some Niner tears, but that's probably not going to happen. Right. So that honestly, I never understood. I didn't understand that either. I'm like. All right, when I'm looking at the slate and I'm understanding what could happen AFC versus NFC this year, I'm like, okay, why don't we put the AFC game, the night game, the last game? Because everyone and their mom knows who watches football and worth a shit knows that this AFC conference championship game is probably going to be better than the Super Bowl. Easily. And this is like, what's going to get you more ratings? Jared Goff versus Brock Purdy or current MVP Lamar Jackson against last year's MVP Patrick Mahomes. Like, come on. Yeah. What do you have? You had one job in a What you are you doing? You had one job. 
ridiculous. Well, is Tony Romo I'm probably not even going to watch the NFC Championship game because I'm going to be in Baltimore celebrating the AFC Championship victory so hard. I don't even care who we play because we already got the Super Bowl secured. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, let's talk about it. Lions at the Niners. Yeah, so we're we're gonna we're gonna do it the the way we think it should be gone because, like you said, and, you know, honestly, TV ads ain't shit either. You know, it was like Jared Goff and Christian McCaffrey and the Niners. They didn't even say Brock Purdy. <laughs> we should tell you everything you need to fucking know. Exactly. So, you know, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, whoo, Lord, I think. You know, both teams definitely showed some blemishes during their uh, divisional games. Um, but I think just the fact that the Lions have no secondary, I'm going I'm going Niners winning by 10, you know, 31-20. 31-20. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a classic Cal Shanahan game. We're going to jump up on you early and then – you know, the rack, yards after catch, all that shit is just going to come out, you know, come raining down. Do you think that they're going to, like, actually be able to stop the Lions' offense? Um, After this week and going back to film, I think so. I, I you know, I I mean, I'm not, I'm not impressed, and I'm not going to hold my breath for it, but, you know, it's just one of those things where, Push if push comes to shove, I'm gonna go with the Niners roster's experience over the over the lines. No, so. I, I I agree with that, and I also have the Niners winning this game. But 11 points—that's a lot, bro. I don't think they're gonna win by. Uh, I, do, all right. So do you trust? This is no D, Debo's not playing. So Debo's not playing. All right, it's not it's not official, but let's. Let's let's be honest for a second. Let's put on like our thinking caps as people that you know graduated college. Right, let's, let's put it there. Let me, let's put it there. Let me be- you didn't graduate college, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> but you know, we went to college. We got our bachelor's. Then we got our master's. Then we got our master's. Master's. Then we got our doctorate. If you don't understand that reference, you're lame. Um. Anyways, Debo Samuel gets hurt. Right. Yeah. They take him to the back. Obviously, the only thing that you could check in that moment is to get x-rays, right? Yep. So they take him. Whatever happens, we don't know. Because they're putting out a report, Debo Samuel doesn't have a fracture. It's like, okay, it could also be broken because that's not a fracture, right? It could just be broken. Anyways. um, Okay. Debo Samuel goes back there, gets his x-rays. Debo Samuel doesn't even suit up for the second half. If he had any mm-hmm. chance of playing, even if he wasn't going to play, it's like, all right, put your pads on. Right, it's the playoffs. Act like, like, yeah. act like you're going to play, just so they don't know. And then after the game, they're like, oh, oh, well, he said he, said he could last time. He couldn't lift his arm. Now he could lift his arm. Like, who cares? Who cares? And they're already, this is Monday. Oh, he has a 50-50 chance to play. You're saying that on Monday? Based oh, on here what? we go. Based yeah, on uh, what? 51 minutes. 
50, as of 51 minutes ago, uh, Niners think he is 50-50, and they're being patient with hurting Debo. That's not good. Exactly. And shoulder is hurt, still hurting too much for an update. Okay, I don't like that. And you think Debo? Um, you think Debo's the one that's like, "Yo, I, I don't want to play the rest of this game." No, the doctors no. are literally like, "You cannot play." And it was so clear that he could not play that he could not even suit up for the second half. You can't even fake like you're okay to play. You cannot yeah. play. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, I fucking forgot about that. And that was okay. <laughs> Actually, that was part of the analysis too. When Debo went down, the offense. Sputtered. You could get a concussion and stay in your pads, bro. They said right. change your clothes. You can fake it. Done. Yeah. Oh, I. If you're in street, because if you have your pads on, you're gonna make your broken shoulder even worse. Take your pads right. off, and yeah. don't put a sling on. That's the one thing you can do if you don't want to fake it. You cannot wear a sling until you get outside of the you know outside of the camera shot. Right. And and then in any sport that we know, if you're if you're hurt, quote unquote, still dressed up, there's a possibility you'll be back in and it's probably not a big deal. Exactly. Street clothes? Not good. Exactly. And I totally forgot about that. And um, from street clothes to playing in one week? Yeah. Come on, bro. Street clothes to playing? No. Not happening. All right. So this point total is going to go down considerably. I think it's going to be. I don't think. Oh, are you saying the differential? I was like, the point total is not going down because they don't play defense. <laughs> <laughs> CD. I, <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about that. But uh, I, I think either way. Ooh, fine. I mean, Steve, Stephen A would say. The Niners have zero chance without Debo Samuel getting to the Super Bowl. I don't know about zero chance. It's ridiculous for saying that. Yeah. Uh, I would say it would be something around like 26-24 then. Like something weird or wild like that. And then Niners barely squeak by again. Um, to where like Lions are probably going to put up a bunch of yards. Amon Raw, I think, is going to get busy. Laporta hurting all. We'll get busy, yeah. but I I, uh, I think you saw that what, what Aaron Jones did. Gibbs is about to get busy. I think Jared Goff is gonna throw it like a like a. I think he's gonna throw a pick or throw a pick or get forced to fumble because I don't know. I just see it. I just see it working that way. Yeah, Goff is one and six against Shanahan or the Niners. Ooh. Obviously, they played. You know, he played them twice a year when he was You're right. Um, I do see the Niners winning this game by a field goal. No thanks to Brock Purdy heroic. It's going to be like right. heavy CMC game. Dude, actually, as I'm saying this, oh, my God. I, I know. It's, it's hard. I'm really going back and forth, like, because a part of me wants to say Detroit, but then well, no, 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 no. This is why. This is why I can't say Detroit is because I will legitimately say that Brock Purdy is better than Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield just killed these dudes. Offense. Yeah. Baker yeah. Mayfield killed Detroit. 
three forty nine for Baker Mayfield. Like Niners are gonna win five yeah. field goal. Mm. Because I don't think the Niners are gonna be able to stop Detroit. Detroit's not gonna be able to stop the Niners, but it'll be a last second field goal because the Niners I don't think the Niners will trail in this game unless Detroit gets the ball first. CJ from the other part of San Andreas, CJ Gardner Johnson. You know, he hungry. <laughs> and he wants Debo. But I yeah, well, you know what? Let him I mean, check Ayuk. <laughs> check yeah. Ayuk, my guy. My guy. My my boy. Yeah, um, I actually think this is going to be a big uh, George Kittle game because the Lions do not have anybody that can stop tight ends. I mean, Cade Otten went off against them last game. Yeah, and I yeah I never heard of Cade Otten yeah, until that game. Um, yeah, no George Kittle. Who shit? You're right. But see that, but that's yeah, but that's part of the reason why I think the Niners will win. They they, they could kill you. They can kill you, beat you in so many different ways. All right, CMC game, maybe. Oh, George Kittle <laughs> over the middle. Oh, down the seams, you're faster than most of their safeties anyway. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and then knowing that, like, he out, he physically outmatches Detroit's uh, secondary and linebackers because they're not that big or, you know, fast or athletic either. Um, yeah. Okay. No, I'm cool with that. 27, 24, 26, 24, something weird like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now let's get into the game of the night. Shit, the Super Bowl. Game that's better than the Super Bowl. The game that should be in prime time. The game that I'm going to be at because I'm really him. (laughs) The Kansas City Chiefs are on the road in Baltimore to see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Now, no, I'm going to let you start. No, fuck that. I've been holding my tongue all, all pod because of what these media guys have been saying. So, first of all, we beat the Texans handily. And, and you know, this, these are the playoffs. All these games were close except for one game, the Ravens, the number one seed Ravens against the number four seed Texans, where they yeah. beat them 34 to 10, outscored them 24 to zero in the second half, and did not allow an offensive touchdown. Those guys, oh, they were supposed to win. Nobody really thought that the Texans were that good, but oh man, that Pat Mahomes, he was so impressive. Was he? Was he really impressive against the Bills? Or did the Bills just vomit all over themselves? Because to me, it looked like the the Bills choked more than the Chiefs just like, and Mahomes just came up there and like bossed up. You have one weapon, Travis Kelsey. Eliminate him. Let Rasheed Rice get 150 yards and two touchdowns. And I'll take it. Let him do that. But you let Travis Kelsey cook you like he's done for five straight years. You see, you can, and if you don't believe me, you can just look at Stefan Diggs watching Chiefs celebrations. He does the same thing every year um, from the tunnel after he loses. 
Anyways, these Bills are not the Ravens. Not offensively. Josh Allen, because this is what we're trying to, this is what I've been hearing. Oh, you know, Josh Allen is similar to Lamar Jackson. No, he's not. He's not. He is not similar to Lamar Jackson. They're not even close. You want to talk about their speed? Lamar Jackson is faster. You want to talk about their shiftiness? Lamar Jackson is shiftier. You want to talk about yep. the weapons? The Ravens have better weapons. You want to talk about accuracy? It's even. At this point, it is even. I, you know. And you I'm want to talk about their defense? They don't even match up. And that's yeah, what was killing me. That's what was killing me. I'm watching Isaiah Pacheco run over their third string linebacker and like their safeties, whatever. It's like, bruh, the Ravens tackle. Roll yeah. no, Smith. They hit, run they over hit roll run over Roquan Smith. You can't. Run over Patrick Queen. You can't. Run over uh Kyle Hamilton. You can't. Marcus Williams, you can't. We did this without Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey will be back. Guarantee it. Oh, and by the way, we did this, and we did, you know, the last six, seven games without Mark Andrews. He's going to be back. He was questionable going into this game, but they're like, nah, we don't need you, bro. Like, if we can't beat these dudes with what we got, we don't deserve deserve to have you next week. We don't deserve to have you next week. So you rest up. So you good for next week. And then you ball out at 100% or let's say 90, 95%. Come on, bro. And all I've been hearing is like, oh, Isaiah, Isaiah likely is really coming into his own. Yeah, and he's the number two tight end, bro. So now we can run two right, tight end sets. Now we can run two tight end sets. Zay Flowers. Had an okay game. Odell Beckham had one catch. He's not washed. We saw Odell all season. We know he's not washed. But he's also not complaining. Rashad Bateman had three catches all in the second half. Where he's like, all right, this isn't working. Let's get Bateman in there. Let's get our second-year guy in there. And he came through. But Odell's not complaining. He's just like, yo, I know what we got. Odell, after getting one catch for 12 yards... Gave Lamar his crown in the post-game interview. Odell knows what he's on. He knows what he's a part of. He's like, yo, we are them. I'm not, I'm not pulling a Colin Cowher. We are them. <laughs> we are them. We are yeah, not we losing. <laughs> we are not losing. With this guy, we are not losing. I don't care if I get one catch, ten catches. Trust me, I'm always ready. We're not losing. Then it's, it's that simple. So I'm not even going to talk about the Chiefs. I'm just going to talk about the Ravens. The Ravens have three players, possibly four, that can lock up Travis Kelsey. Kyle Hamilton. Marlon, Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey, Roquan Smith. I think you're forgetting one person. Patrick Queen? Yes. Oh, yeah. Patrick, uh, you know. 
Oh, I think um, you're thinking one, one, one more person too. Oh, the other safety, Geno Snow. Yep. So that's insane. That's six. Like if you, that's six for one that's guy. That's insane. And then, oh, what about Rasheed Rice? Who cares, bro? Out of those six that I just named, uh, we'll, we'll dedicate another two. We can go two and two. All right, two for Kelsey, two for Rice. Everybody else play man against MVS. Sorry, bro. You had yeah. two catches for 62 yards. You did not go crazy. Tony didn't have That's a right. catch. Tony didn't have we a catch. Leave. I don't even know what he played, but I know he didn't have a catch. Healthy scratch. Hardman had one catch for two yards. He also had two fumbles. One that went through the end zone. The other one he recovered. What else you got? Pacheco? Pacheco's not running through Smith. He's not running through Queen. He's not getting through our front line. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, if we are going to talk about the Chiefs, for one second, um, you're starting middle linebacker. That's the QB spy. He's hurt. In case, you're, in case you forgot. Oh, also, aren't like two of your linemen hurt? Joe Tooney? Didn't he just get hurt? Oh, shit. He did, huh? Yeah, he did. He got hurt in the game. Sorry, bruv. See you next year. And we know what happened. Oh, so do you, all right. So do you think that this game could very well end up so the way I'm hearing it, it's not. It doesn't sound like it's close. No, it could sound. Has like- there been a Ravens game against one of these teams? Like, oh, I don't know. There's gonna be a tough toughs for the Ravens. No, actually, all the media clowns. There's gonna be a tough test for the Ravens. Have any of those games been close? No, not at all. The only game that has been close was in the last month. Yeah, two months. The Rams, and that was a trap game, was it not? It's like, oh, we got the Rams off a of bye. We chilling, right? And that's scary if you think about it. And the way that you described everything, um, I'm picturing the year in 2020 when Patrick Mahomes went against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay caused some fits without his starting tackles. I shit it. And he had to re-kill that game, did he not? He did have to re-kill that game. He did. Um, And, you know, that thought is kind of scary if you're a Kansas City fan. And not a lot of people actually acknowledge that. So I forgot that that the O-line, like, the tackles were hurt. So, and he doesn't even trust them anyway. (laughs) That's the crazy part. So, fit. So do you think it's going to be something like Tampa Bay, 31-9 type shit? I don't care what the score is. I'm going to say this. We're going to win by at least 10 points. Oh. Did I get enough? Yeah. So that 31 We're going to win by at least 10 points. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be rocking in there. What do you think? I'm telling you what I think. What do you think? No, no, no. I like it. I don't know. We're going to win by at least 10. I don't care if it's more than 10. We're going to win by at least 10 points. Well, the information you brought up makes a lot of sense because 
you know, these are the things that you have to take into account for that. Number one, not everyone's going to be full at full health. Anyway, everyone's nicked up. Uh, but you know, just like when he said, Oh, Debo might not play. I'm like, shit. Well, the Niners ain't scoring 30 points. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't, you know, and, but that doesn't mean that the Detroit Lions are going to score under 20 because they're not, um, not at this point in the season. Um, shit. I think. And the remember Ravens how I told you how Dalton Kincaid was cooking them? Yeah. That was Dalton Kincaid. Mark Andrews is back. Oh, and we have Likely. Who runs like a receiver. Yeah. That's like, scary. We got two tight ends. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And we actually somebody, have an offensive somebody... coordinator that is competent. It's like, yeah, I know Lamar can throw. Let's have him throw. Oh, and if you want to blitz and play man, Steve Spagnola, Lamar will take off. Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to bring that up because Spag, Spagnolo is known for blitzing. He's known for those exotic blitzes. And then when you when you think about that and what Lamar's had to face this year alone, the um let's see, blitz happy. Um Browns. Uh homeboy that used to coach the Lions. I forgot his name. But um Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz. There you go. Um I would say his type of defense, blitz, blitz, wide nine. We're going to come after you. Lamar ate that up 28 to three. They lost the second time around, but whatever, divisional game. So then you go. I gave that up. Right. <laughs> then you go to, you know, Pittsburgh. Where you know, they hardly blitz, but they're still a defensive heavy team. Well, e- either way, all these teams that think they have the answer, because clearly Texans sold out. Their soul, everything, catch and sink, blitz seventy five percent of the game. They still couldn't do anything. Um, I believe in the Texans defense and D'Amico Ryan's as a DC more than I believe in Steve Spagnola. I'll, I'll say that. Yep, um, because there, there's been many uh, points and times in Spagnola's career where that defense was the bottom ten, and that's a fact. Yeah, they were like pretty much the stuff. entire Mahomes era, except for this year. <laughs> yeah, like, no, literally, like that's insane. Um, but yeah, I think the way I think of it now is going to be like Alabama versus insert semi-physical to finesse team, <laughs> SEC style. Like we're running down your throat until you can, you know, prove you can stop us. We have a quarterback who's as talented as yours, but more talented in other areas. I shit. I I you mean I wouldn't be surprised if it's 27-17. I would not be surprised if the Ravens blew them out. Uh, because like you said, I think every time when I've you know scaled down saying it could be close because of gamemanship, but the facts tell me otherwise. Oh, not like not, not like the 49ers where it's like, we're going to lose or we're going to blow you out. It, with the Ravens, there was one close game in like the last two months. And then it's like, we're going we're going to beat you into submission. And we've proved it 10 to 11 times already against teams over 500, which is an NFL record. And so. then on top of that, on top of that too, you think 
All right, Lamar's already turned up for this Texans game. He's like, oh, they're saying I'm one and three in the playoffs. Whoa, whoa. Now I'm two and three. Now you think he's going against Mahomes and anybody on the Ravens is going to, like, turn down? They're like, nah, for our guy, we got to come. We're turning the fuck up. We're turning the fuck up at home for our guy. Oh, and by the way, for Lamar, he's one and three against Mahomes, too. Lamar's yep. turned up. But I will say the last time that Lamar pe- played Mahomes, they beat the Chiefs on a two point conversion. Right. That was in 2021, week yes, two sir. or three. Week two. Yep. Yes, sir. So last time yeah. he played, Lamar won. And Lamar is better than, and he has a better cast on both sides of the ball then than he does now. And that's what's insane to me that he's been keeping up with Mahomes with a cast of. Uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, insert, you know, small punt return receiver, or insert Miles fucking Boykin. James you know, something <laughs> Right. Like, uh, you know what's you crazy, know? too? On top of that, you're getting Mark Andrews back. That's going to be yeah. another boost to the offense, the locker room. And you're getting Marlon Humphrey back. That's going to be another boost to the defense. And, like, yo, this is to go to the chip? To yeah. play a team that we already smacked, either way. Yeah. That's what's crazy. We either play the Lions that we smacked or we play the Niners that we smacked. Like, come on. Give me that. Come on. Yeah. So we yeah. have all the same picks this week. Well, there's only two I, picks to have. Right. And, I, I mean, and honestly, it's going to be honestly, a Ravens Niners Super Bowl. We got the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's what I think it's gonna be, and we could put the Swifties to rest. You know, they could, you know, they could cry, but you know, I'm just, I'm just excited for the fanfare. I'm, ex- I'm excited just to see, you know, two great quarterbacks go at it, and you know, one of my favorite, actually, two of my favorite quarterbacks I've been love, you know, love watching. Love watching since 2018. Go at it, you know, for all the marbles. And I don't think you could draw it up better than that. You know, like you said, this year's MVP versus last year's MVP. The only person in Mahomes' quote unquote generation or era, you know, what people are calling it, to actually rival him in actual accolades. Josh Allen doesn't have an MVP. Joe Burrow doesn't have an MVP. (laughs) Like, it's Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah, then, that, that sounds great and all, but we're going to have that as the first game because we really need to cap the night off with uh, the Lions and the Niners. I, I, You know, I'm starting to think it's, you know, the NFC has a deal with Fox, so that's why. Wait, hold on. Wait, you said primetime? So that means what, ESPN? No, I don't. I think it is going to be on Fox. But, like, the first game is at 3 o'clock Eastern, and then the other game is at 6, 6.30. But the Ravens play at 3 o'clock Eastern. Right. Well, shit. Well, yeah, and then we're already going to know, like, you know, the most thrilling game the day before. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and the I'll be celebrating thing- the Ravens win, so I won't really be watching. Unless they <laughs> – Unless it's like close to the quarter, I might, I might squint and be like, "Who are we playing? The Niners? <laughs> Give me some more shots, baby!" 
So that's what we want, huh? Bring on the That's going to be a wrap. Let's wrap it. That's going to be a wrap. Episode 47. John Lynch. Thank you. I was going to quiz you. It's like, who's 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 the legend that wore 47? John Lynch. You know what that means. For the Bay Area fans out there, Tyron Wheatley. <laughs> who? <laughs> I know who that is. All right. John Lynch. But you know what that means? It's It is written. The Niners are going to the Super Bowl. It's a John Lynch episode. Hey, y'all. Like always, like and subscribe. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. And we will be back here next week talking about yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl that we already told you was going to happen. Yeah, we got Niners the Niners right part two. <laughs> part five. Oh, wait. Part five for the – yeah. Anyway, somebody else. Sorry, my bad. Boo. All right. I don't know words. All right, we out. All right, we out.